This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you today, and I'm really excited that we get to be with my new friend, Renee Feek. I think you're really going to love everything she has to share. So we're going to dive in and talk about our cycles, which by the way, are more than our periods. So whether you have a normal period or you're done with your period or whatever, there's going to be something for you in this episode. And a lot of what we talk about is how too often we're aware of our period, but we're not aware of all the other parts of our cycle and how they really affect us. And this is something I've actually been paying attention to for a few years now, especially as my cycle's gotten a little bit cray cray in my late 40s. And so I'm really excited for this conversation. And I'm going to tell you a personal story about Renee in one second. But I want to tell you that officially, Renee helps women optimize their time and energy by really understanding their cycles. And she's a cycle coach and a business strategist. So she's really helping women to use their cycles to understand how to be better entrepreneurs and workers. And it's fascinating what you're going to learn. So that's a little bit about Renee. She's also a mom of three and an occupational therapist. Did I already say that? I don't know. But she's got a full plate and she's committed to this idea that if we really lean into our cycles, we can do more of what we want to do without adding more stress to our lives, which is such an important thing for all of us. All right. So I will tell you, this is the funny story I want to tell you that, um, oh, the other thing about Renee that I want to say that will dovetail into what I want to tell you is that she's also has a podcast and her podcast is called The Cycle Advantage. So you should definitely go check that out if you're a podcast listener and you like what we're talking about today. Okay. So she's here on this podcast and I have also recently been interviewed on her podcast. And when we were making that appointment, um, she spoke up and was like, Oh, I can't do it on this day. And she was literally holding a boundary based on everything we're talking about today. Cause it was going to be one of her low energy days. And I was just like, that's so fascinating. Like what would happen if everything that you're about to hear about on this podcast became normalized. And this is how we talked. And this is how we talked to our girls and our friends and how we worked in workplaces. Like, what if we actually respected the way a woman works? And that created so much more in 
our society as a whole. Anyway, I'm just totally fascinated by this topic now um, and really wanting to integrate it more consciously into my own life and and, and my girl's life. And I, as we were having this conversation, I was like, interesting. Like, I wonder how this even relates to school. Like, I really want my daughter to know she can stay home from school on certain days if her energy is really low or that she should plan to finish a project on a, a, a day that's maybe in advance of when she would do her project because during the actual project, she might be in one of those low phases. And on another day, she'd be in a really high energy phase. And I was like, what if we just always understood this? Like, it doesn't even have to be when we're mothers and entrepreneurs. Like, what if everyone always understood this from the second they had a cycle? Anyway, very fascinating. And I cannot wait for you to meet Renee. So we're going to get her on in one second. But before we do, in case you're one of the people who's maybe later in their cycle like I am, I'm also going to make the assumption that if you have children, that also means that your children are older and perhaps leaving the house or have left the house. And I have three kids and two of them have recently left the house. So what is a person who likes to circle women together to do about this is to create a circle of women who are going through or have gone through recently this transition. So it could be that the nest is opening or the nest is feeling empty, but some attention needs to be put there because it's distracting. It's getting in the way of how you're showing up to your days. You're, and I don't want to say getting in the way, that's not the right way to say it, but it's impacting your days. And maybe it's because some days feel sad and other days you're clear of like how much freedom you have, but somehow you can't move through it. So we're going to spend six weeks together just really being in this energy and allowing ourselves this transition in a kind, collective way together as women. And my hope is that by the end, we'll have a new definition of what it means to have this level of freedom because we all have gone through the process of really being in the discomfort of letting a child go off. It's so hard. And our social media feeds are filled with pictures of, you know, kids in dorms or new apartments or new adventures, which is all so fantastic to celebrate these things. And there's also this sadness to it. So we're going to gather and it's going to be so great. So if you're interested in this, this is kind of like a unplanned incognito six-week group that's going to be starting up soon. So if you're interested, email support at plansimple.com and my team will get back details and invitation, um, how you would sign up, we'll answer any questions, all the things. Um, but I'm just, I'm just really excited to gather a group of women who can really be there for each other in this specific phase. Um, I know that the first time when my son left last year, it was like, who can I talk to? Who can I tell? You know, it's like you go get a coffee and you're like, can I tell them that my child just went to Starbucks? You know, it feels a lot like when kids are just born and you're not quite sure where to, where to offload. And so I think it's going to be a really beautiful experience to do it together and noting that there will be high highs too, as well as lows, right? So I keep remembering each day, like, 
well, there's some part of this that's like the freedom I've been craving, right? And then there's this other part that's the sadness. All right. I think that's what I got to say about that. Again, support at plansimple.com. If you want to be part of this six-week container, I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, we would love to have you. Okay. So I think I've said everything I need to say. Can you imagine? So with no further ado, let's get the amazing Renee on the show. Plan Simple Podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this and this conversation and this topic, really, because I feel like what we're going to talk about today, which hopefully is the menstrual cycle and how women operate a little bit differently than men, is definitely at the backbone of everything we do around here. But this mm -hmm. is like, that's not my zone of expertise. And so I'm really excited for you to shed some light on all these things. So welcome. Yeah. Thank you. So, and I will say, I've never thought this would be the area that I was speaking on. But <laughs> right? So you the do, way, you tell us a little bit about the way how you got into all this. Yeah. So I'm an occupational therapist by trade. So I still actually work a few hours in the NICU. I am a neonatal therapist. Oh my God, and that's amazing. Yeah. I had at the time, it was back in 2015, got my dream job at the children's hospital. Like the NICU was always my end goal. So I was like, I know I need to get into the children's hospital in order to get myself there. So I got this dream job and found out I was pregnant with my third baby at the time and found out my husband had a brain tumor all in the same month. Like literally May of 2015 oh, was the goodness. most wild year ever or month ever. And then that year subsequently became a lot of ER visits and ambulance rides and he had brain surgery and then he started having seizures and he couldn't drive and all of these things. And I think partly being faced with that life or death situation was like that moment for me realizing we only live now, like we're never guaranteed tomorrow and we never know if tomorrow is going to come nor like, is this present moment how we're actually living? Like, am I living the life that I truly want? Like all of those types of questions started really populating. And that was when I was like, I want more freedom. Like, I don't want to feel like I have to go to work every day and I want to be able to be home with my kids and they are growing so fast. Like now I have a 12, nine and seven year old and I look back and I'm like, how did it go so fast? Like, oh where did the God. time go? I just have to say I have an almost 20 year old and I still am like, okay, first of all, I remember when I was 20, like it was yesterday. And second of all, like, I was just like, had you in my lap, like nursing I you. Know. Like, what are you talking about? You're almost 20. But anyway, <laughs> I know you, I have these, like the Google little photo thing and it pops up and like these itty bitty little pictures of them. And I'm like, oh yes. my gosh, I miss I it. Know. I mean, I think that's partly why I still go to the hospital is because I get that little baby fix. I can like hold these little itty bitty babies. but. Anyway, so that was like that whole journey of really discovering like, I want to do something different. I want to create my own freedom. I want to be able to be with them. And I want to know that like, I'm not just waiting for someday, one day when things get easier or if I have more money. And that's what started my entrepreneurial business. But at the time, it was in the area of network marketing. Oh, and I did a whole heck of a lot of hustling. Like there was so much hustling and I can remember being at the hospital, like on my lunch break and I'd be pumping and eating food and messaging and like working on my phone at the whole time, same time. And it was like, that was my life. And two years later was not seeing the results that I really was quote unquote promised. <laughs> I literally remember this time many years ago in my little network marketing phase myself, like someone being like, do you know any nurses? <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking like, <laughs> then somebody called you. <laughs> so yeah. funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of thought like this would be if I put in the work, if I did what I was like, if I checked all the boxes that it was going to work and I was going to get the yeah. results and I didn't. Yeah. And I was sitting there feeling like I've traded this whole two years. What yes. I came into this for was to be able to savor the moments and be present in the moments. And there were like, I definitely got some back, but it was not giving me what I really thought I was going to get. And I was working yeah. harder than if I just picked up an extra shift at the hospital. And like, you know, if I just yeah. had that extra little bit of time. And so that pivoted me into leaving the network marketing business and space, but took the same sort of principles into my own business and my own coaching practice that I was hustling my butt off. And it wasn't until I went into a mastermind and she had somebody come in and speak about your cycle and how it makes such a huge difference for women that it started to kind of shift things for me. And at the time I was postpartum, so I did not have a cycle, which I know is one of the questions we were going to talk about. I didn't have a cycle at the time. And yep. so I kind of was left like wondering, is this going to work for me? If it, is it not? But I could notice slight trends in my mood and trends in how I was feeling. And so I just started kind of matching up with that and kind of creating the cycle around what I was feeling. And within like two months, my cycle was back. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that could happen. And was the most rhythmic ever after that. Like it was so predictable, so on point. And so that'd be kind of the journey for me was just using it on my own. I was yep. using it in my business on the back end, wasn't really talking about it. Sometimes I was leaning into it what more was your than others. At the time? You were just a general coach? Yeah, I was just helping moms who were feeling totally burnt out and exhausted in mom life. Yeah. Got so, it. and I did some stent in decluttering and like helping moms like clean out and create space in their home. And now looking back, it's so funny. All of those little pieces are so much a part of what I do and like the vision. And I was like, you know, they say, you needed to go on the journey and then you needed Absolutely. all the failures to get where you are. And I look back and I'm like, I needed that. Like I needed yeah. that piece. But anyway, so yeah, then fast forward, I started sharing with it in my, that group and all the women were like, I needed this. Like this made such a huge difference. Why are more women not talking about this? Like, this is what you need to be sharing. This is what you need to be talking about. And so I kind of slowly started to transition. And now that's all I do is help women oh, cool. in their business do that. Yeah. So tell me like at the beginning, cause I know you have like so much wisdom right now, but like at the beginning, when you were first, you know, really understanding your energy and your cycle, mm -hmm. how did you first start applying that to your life and business? Like what were some of like tangible things that you like changed? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing is just awareness. I think the yep. awareness of where you are makes a huge difference. I was just writing, like in the process of writing a book, and I was writing this morning just before the call about this time when I was so angry with my husband, like legit, I can picture it fully, where I was so angry, I took my shoe off my foot and I chucked it at him. And he was like standing 10 feet away down the hall. And he looked at me completely dumbfounded, like, did you legit just throw your shoe at me? And in my, <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, yes, I did. But what the heck just happened? Like that feeling and the emotion just like came over so drastically. And so at that time, I didn't understand. And now looking back, it's like, oh, that's where I was. Like I was in that really moody phase of my month. And that was probably what was happening was those hormones. Like I wasn't a raging, angry person all the time. It had these modes of up and down. And so it just became starting to notice that like, okay, this is what I'm feeling right now. And then asking the question of like, what do I need? Like if I'm feeling this way, like what do I need to help bring me down off the ledge? Or what do I need to shift and change? So I think 
that was probably the biggest thing was just starting to notice and be aware of when I was feeling certain things and when yeah. I was noticing things, when I'd sit down to work, if I was feeling frustrated or irritated with like what I was doing, kind of letting myself be like, okay, if I'm not feeling the mood for this, what am I feeling the mood for? What can yeah. I get done rather than really forcing myself to get something done because that was the thing that was on my to-do list. And so I think that was the biggest thing was just the awareness, I think is one of the biggest game changers definitely in the beginning yeah. without even shifting anything. Most of my clients will tell me that just that alone, like in the first week, they're like, oh my gosh, I could breathe this sigh of relief because I just know like this is where I'm yeah. at and that's okay. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like then, so I went on a similar sort of journey, I don't know, maybe eight years ago or so. And when I first heard of this myself and was super interesting to me is like, I can totally resonate with that awareness. And then I mm -hmm. like kept going in the inquiry, like of just noticing for a couple of months and I was mm -hmm. writing it down at that time. And I was like, oh, like, it actually repeats because I think we have this thing as women that like when we have that out of our skin moment or mm -hmm. we can't concentrate, like we think that something's wrong with us because yeah. we're told that like you should just sit in your chair and like do the thing. And if you just do that every day, then at some point you'll be good at it. And yeah, it's just so not true. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think that that's the feeling, like that feeling of like, this is okay. Like this is not, it's not something wrong with me. It's just where I'm at. And it's okay to feel that way is one of the biggest things that women start to notice when they do that. And I mean, I get into the whole perspective of like, let's lean into it. Let's shift it. Let's use it to our advantage and really lean into it. But even if you didn't do that, if you just kind of were like, this is where I'm at, and how can I lean into it? And I'm sure your audience already knows and kind of listens already too. But like so many people I talk to, when I ask them about their cycle, they go straight to the period. Yeah. Like that's all they think it is. They don't realize that the period is just the encore to the entire production that's been happening all month long. And that, yes, you might feel moody and irritable leading up to your period or right around your period. But do you notice any of the other feelings through the month too? The times when you do feel like motivated and full of momentum and you're crushing that to-do list and you're checking things off. And then the times when maybe you're feeling a little bit more sexy and want to get, you know, like your libido's higher. And then all of those pieces are part of the cycle. And people, yeah. I think, just don't notice that. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. like, I think you have to be in that noticing space in order to mm -hmm. know, like, obviously, you're not going to miss when you have your period or it would be right. a kind of messy situation. But like the other places, you have to be in that space of, you have to have created enough space, I think is a better way to say it for awareness, yes. which when you're balancing like, motherhood and work and like home and all the different mm -hmm. things. I think it can be easy to just ignore mm -hmm. our bodies, right? A hundred percent. And I love that you brought up the word like space, because I think that's such a powerful piece. And I think that that's partly what the cycle does for me and for people I worked with and things is that the cycle does create the space, particularly when we look at the period, like that's the time of the month when we are supposed to be recharging and we're supposed to be taking that space. But it's amazing when we create like not containers, but they're kind of like containers of what we're doing in each phase of the month. It takes the load off of having to do all of it all of the time. And when we take that load off, it does create space. And particularly around your menstrual cycle, like the period part when you actually create the space. And I always recommend people like take off social media, cut the noise, like disconnect as much as possible, get in nature. You'd be surprised at what happens when you create space. It's like 
I was actually asking my husband for like this book writing stuff. And I was like, he's more of science-y, logical thinker. And she's an engineer. I was like, what's the like concept of when you take something from a vacuum or like, it's like a vacuum, right? It pulls and it takes the air out. And I, like for me working in the NICU, that's the only reference I can, we call it intertidal volume pressure and stuff like that it was like when the baby sucks milk out, it leaves this negative pressure in the bottle that when you open it back up, it sucks all the air back in, right? That's like, yeah. that's how it works is when we remove something from a container, it immediately sucks something back in. And so when we create this space and we open ourselves up to like remove some of the noise, remove some of the clutter, that what immediately happens is that when we create that space, we allow for like these massive breakthroughs, these massive ahas and what I call like your million dollar ideas to come in because we create the space for them. When we're caught in the busy and we're just going from day to day to day and we don't have this rhythm, there is no space. Everything just feels so full. And then we block a lot of those big ideas or those big breakthroughs or the things that we really desire. So Anyway, yeah. that's a whole nother tangent. <laughs> I love that. I have so many questions, but do you feel like yeah. when you start to understand your rhythm, like there's certain feelings that come up for like not all women, but the women that you talk to, and then there's certain actions that are associated with those feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you just said like you have an idea, like, is that associated with a certain phase or feeling in your mind and yeah. work? Yeah. So each of the different phases of the month do kind of have a general different feel. So estrogen is the more dominant hormone in the front half of the month and progesterone in the second half. And estrogen yep. does have a lot more like brain clarity, focus, motivation, you know, like thinking more logically versus progesterone can feel a little bit more moody. You can feel like you're pulling back a little bit. It can feel very organizational. So like dot your T's, cross your I's. And so when we look at those two different hormones, they are going to feel very different through the month. So generally I talk about like the menstrual phase. When I first started, I was like, I like, I work in healthcare, but I was like, I really don't like all these like follicular and luteal phases. And they, they don't really describe to me what's happening. And so I started using my own language. And so I kind of coined the menstrual phase as the recharge because that's what it signified for me. It was like, how can I recharge during this phase? How can I let in those big ideas? How can I create that space and really focus in on that? And then as that estrogen picks up into the accelerate phase, which is your follicular phase, that's what it feels like is acceleration, right? You're feeling like, yeah. okay, I just rested. I just recharged. Now I'm ready to go. And so it can feel like a lot of like the big ideas and things like that that are kind of brewing. Now it's like ready to take action on them, ready to get them going, ready to get them off of the ground. When you get to the top there where estrogen peaks right around ovulation, that's when you feel the most magnetic. You feel the most radiant. You're like glowing. It is kind of where you feel like you're attracting a mate, but in business or in whatever, it's like when you record your social media and you feel like, man, I nailed that. And that came out so good and it felt great. And I only had to do it one time. I didn't have to record it 10 times. That is that phase. And then as you go into that luteal phase would be what I call the reflect phase, because it is about reflecting back on limiting beliefs and fears and doubts and all of those things that kind of populate to the surface. I find even occasionally still, I will have like, I want to burn my entire business down. Like this is so much harder than I thought it would be. This is not working. Like all of those feelings come up there. 
And so when you start to kind of look at like that whole rhythm, then it's starting to plug into, okay, what do I do in each one of those phases? Recharging, I can plan out my month. The acceleration, it's like getting the big projects going. The connect phase is a lot of this type of stuff or social media or trainings and things like that. And that reflect phase is a lot of written content and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And so it's really kind of just mapping things out. And then it feels like you're in flow, right? Like you're kind of, yeah, I love it. It feels like it flows. That's so awesome. And it's funny because there were a few years in there where I literally time blocked based on this. And it was so powerful. Like I think at the beginning of things, you're always so much more rigid. So it was like, yes, I literally would only schedule like workshops (laughs) during the phase where I felt magnetic. And I like, literally would like schedule vacations during my period, like just all the things. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I will say that age has shifted things slightly. So like Mm -hmm. I'm in a phase where it's not as regular anymore. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of our listeners might even be like outside of their cycle. And it's interesting, like re getting to know yourself. And actually, as I'm saying this out loud, in listening to you speak, it's like it's I'm seeing another thing that I notice with women in this phase where this sort of gets a little less regular, is that it's generally a time when if you haven't been in the entrepreneurial space or, you know, you haven't thought in this way, like women are really trying to step into their purpose. And it's mm-hmm. interestingly, it's a time when men are thinking about like retiring. So it's yeah. like the opposite. But when you start to talk about the cycles, I'm like, oh yeah, there's like this 28 day cycle, but there's probably also this like longer cycle. And yes. I feel like often at this point, like we're coming into like this longer cycle. Like I know for me, one of the things mm-hmm. that happens is like estrogen is diminishing right? Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Is what I think your estrogen climbs. I think your progesterone declines. I could be wrong. Okay. I think in menopause, estrogen is more dominant, whereas progesterone declines. But I think everything is going less, right? Because that's why the <laughs> yeah. brain fog happens where this is not scientific. This is Mia. <laughs> this is much me, more scientific yes. than me because she's a nurse. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's just interesting how you have to keep learning your rhythm and how that mm-hmm. can shift, but how powerful it is to be responding to it and, you know, not letting it drive you crazy, which I think is what was happening for many people before people like you started talking about this all the time. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think there's way more rhythms than we're actually really paying attention to. We have, you know, the seasonal rhythms of the year. So we have spring, summer, winter, fall, like even mother nature doesn't operate in a like 100% go all the time sort of model. It has this element of, you know, dormancy and then springing life and then full bloom and then going back into harvesting. And then we go back through the cycle again and we get on a whole new tangent, but it almost might think like in that essence of like, we are trying to create earth to stay sustainable all the time, right? We're trying to make earth produce food and produce whatever all the time. And it could be contributing to why our earth is such in a negative state that it's in, right? Earth is not, was not made for that. Women are not made for that. And when we lean into that, I have to be sustainable or productive, consistent all the time is what leads us to burnout or depletion and depleting soils and all of those types of things. So even that, but we look at, we have circadian rhythms, we have the diurnal rhythms, we have infradian rhythms, we have Even I noticed when I started paying attention to it, I got sick the same two weeks every single year, every year for like, thank you to Facebook memories for this. I like opened it up one day and it was like, I'm not feeling well. My family's not feeling well. And I was like, for five years straight, 
on Facebook, I had posted something about not feeling well that same week. And I started to look at, was it behavioral, right? One of them mm -hmm. came just a couple weeks after Thanksgiving and, or not Thanksgiving, it was between Halloween and Thanksgiving. And I'm like, oh, that's crap load of sugar that I just ate at yeah. Halloween that where I get sick two weeks later, you know, the same thing. I get sick early the beginning of the new year into like February-ish time. And I was like, wow, it's like, it's habit. It's habitual, right? The stuff that I'm doing is maybe contributing to this. And so then it opens your eyes to where can I make shifts so that this doesn't happen or just acknowledging and recognizing like patterns. I mean, obviously getting sick is when you want to shift and change, but where can we just start to acknowledge these patterns and changes? And even if we look at society and the economy, right? Like the stock market, they have like these eight year cycles or our country runs in like eight year rhythms too. It's like, we have lots more rhythms and cycles than we really kind of pay attention to. Yeah. And our kids mm -hmm. often are on mm -hmm. very predictable rhythms that obviously were their mothers. So that affects yeah. us at each stage. And then when you and I, like you and I have more, you know, have three children, it's like, you know, we're mapping to each of those. So it's, yeah, it's very, it's fascinating. I agree when you pay attention. So tell me more about that. Like, tell me more about mm -hmm. the paying attention in sort of your teaching amidst like a very full life. I mean, you're in the mm -hmm. hospital, you have three kids, you run a business, you know, like, and I'm sure you help clients who are doing a variety of other things too. Like, how do we sustainably almost pay attention to what's happening and really integrate that? Mm hmm. Well, two things. One, I will say making it as automatic as possible. So for me, in terms of my cycle, I track my basal body temperature so that I can know exactly like where things are and what's happening. But I make it as automatic as I can. So I use my Apple Watch or an Aura Ring or things like that to be able to just have it automatically tracking what's actually happening on a physiological level in the background. The other piece is I think at first you kind of do want to track a little bit more intimately and kind of know like what's happening. But then over time, you can transition into this place of just asking yourself, like, how am I feeling today? What's actually happening? And it creates this mindfulness and slowing down and just being present in the moment. So that would be my number one recommendation too, is just having people ask like, what does my body need today? Like, where am I feeling today? And how can I slow down and actually tune in? And it can be microseconds. Like this doesn't have to be something where you sit down and you spend an hour journaling in the morning, which is fine and wonderful and dandy, but like as a full person like me, like I have so much going, sometimes that's too much. Sometimes yeah. it's just as I'm driving the kids to school in the car and saying like, okay, what does today feel like? Where am I at today? How can I be here? And I think practicing that mindfulness, whether or not it's like tuning into your cycle and your rhythms, or if it's just being mindful and totally present in the moment, like that even in of itself will change the game so much. So those would be my two. And then let's talk a little bit about then sort of shifting your behavior and changing your mind. So mm -hmm. like if, you know, I feel like in that phase where I was like really knowing my 28 day cycle and really being clear about my planning, I could like get ahead of myself enough mm -hmm. that I understood that like, yes, if I was in my, you know, very creative phase for this week and I was doing a lot of recording and writing and whatnot, that was all great. And then I could do these, you know, like, so I sort of had a yeah. sense of how to get things done. But I feel like there's a lot of things that it's like, you could have that day where you're coming out of your skin, and you still have to pick up your kids. And like, maybe you have a shift to the hospital. And, yeah. you know, there's life. So how do you really use this? Because I feel like as you're talking, if we really all sort of step into using this, we do become more natural. 
Like, mm-hmm. right. So then in my brain, things become easier because mm-hmm. we're like, we are nature beings. And so if we yeah. can sort of, instead of fighting nature, if we can start to like go with it, then yeah. it's going to feel easier. And we're also part of this whole infrastructure. Yeah, no, it does. And I think you are correct. Like we could overhaul everything in our lives. Could we sustain that? Probably not. <laughs> like, yeah. There's probably no way that I could match up everything in my life to my cycle. And I yeah. think it's one, just the awareness. So for instance, if I were sitting here to try to write an email, it's like, I need to get it out right now. And I didn't write it in that phase when I was best inclined to write and I just need to get it out. If I'm going to sit and write the email, I know in the back of my head, it may not be as great and wonderful as if I had wrote it in that reflect phase. And that's okay. Like I'm going to give myself the permission that like, it's just going to be what it is. And so if I'm not feeling like showing up and doing the laundry or taking care of the dishes and I'm going to let it pile up, or I'm going to motivate one of my kids to do it as their own chores, or if I'm going to use paper plates or any of those, like, I don't feel guilty about it. I feel like when I have to make those small little subtle tweaks and shifts, like the guilt is not there anymore. And I think that's a huge thing. And I think that that awareness is what brings that in is like, this is just where I'm at. And the reality is, is like, not everything is going to match. Not everything is going to sync up with our cycle, but we don't have to, like, even if it's just the subtlest little things. So for me, one of the biggest things that I change and shift like clockwork is my exercise. I always shift my exercise throughout the month based on where I'm at in my cycle, because I know if I'm pushing hard and having these like high intense workouts in a phase when I need to pull back one, it's going to leave me feeling like I'm setting myself up for failure. I'm going to be exhausted. It's not going to feel good. Also increases cortisol and makes our bodies more stressed out. And it also puts us at more risk for injury. And so for me, like if I was to let go of everything cycle syncing, I would probably still cycle sync my workouts. I would still bring that in because it makes such a huge difference in how I feel and how I show up every single day. So it may not look like changing everything. You know, you still have life, you still have kids, you still go to work, you still do all these things, but what can you shift? Can you allow yourself to go to bed a little bit earlier when you need it? Can you make sure to, you know, drink a little bit more water? Like, do you, those subtle, simple things that we don't really pay attention to, but do make such a huge difference based on where we are and our needs change. Like I said, everything, everything in our life changes based around our cycle, how we eat, how we sleep, how we think, how we like dreams. I was actually just reading a study that women dream differently throughout their month based on their hormones. Like literally everything changes around our cycle. So do we have to match everything to it? Like force ourselves to get into alignment? No. But if we just bring that awareness into like, where does my body, what do I need right now? And how can I shift with that? Yeah. And actually one of the things that really has helped me in recent years was around sleep because it's interesting how like little things like it's, little markers because we're so used to living in that 24 hour like reset thing. And so I've like understood about cycling for many years, but for some reason until the past like two years, sleep has always been this thing in my head. I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to get eight hours a night. Like I was still very much in the, you know, 24 hour mode in my brain Mm -hmm. about it. Like for some reason I hadn't brought that over. And like two years ago when my actual bleeding time ended up being a little bit more dramatic than it's ever been before. I was like, whoa, like I'm really tired right now. Yeah. And so I started just prioritizing rest in like these certain three days, you know, on a good month, every month, sometimes every three weeks. 
And it shifted so many things and it had nothing to do with every 24 hours. It just had to do with these three days. Yeah. And it's so easy to like, I think it's really easy because there's so many things that we've been taught should be the same every day. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so easy, even as someone who's aware to like be in that model and not be in mm-hmm. this model, which is so much more natural to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, I even noticed there's times of the month where I'm like, I'm craving a salad and greens and vegetables is the only thing I want to eat. And other times I'm like, I just need some protein. I need some meat. I need some things. And yeah, sleep, all of it, it all fluctuates and changes. There are times of the month where I feel okay on six hours of sleep, like not saying that it's great. But it's like I could function on six hours of sleep and other times where I'm pushing upwards of nine to 10 hours. And And you need a nap. (laughs) And I need a nap. And I think there is such a stigma. Like you said, like it's like we need to be predictable. We need to wake up at the same time every day. We need to be doing even my morning routine changes, right? How I wake up in the morning and what I do in the mornings is different. Like right now, I'm in that luteal phase of the month. I'm feeling slow. Like it's cloudy in San Diego. I don't know how. It's like August and it's cloudy. It's the marine layer probably, but it's just a low vibe day. And so I'm like, I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to get up out of bed. Like I sat in my pajamas. I read a book. I did something. I wrote in my book that I'm writing. I just like had a low vibe morning. And then when you message me, I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready. I'm on my way. Like, you know, it's just allowing yourself that freedom to do that. And not everybody has that if you're working a full-time job, but it's the question of like, what can you change? What can you shift, right? If you are one of those people that gets up and does a hit workout every single morning, maybe start changing that a little bit. Maybe allow yourself to sleep in. And then in that phase, when you need to get more rest, maybe you do a light yoga workout at the end of the day to help kind of like cap the end of the day versus trying to hit it really hard in the morning or whatever that shift might look for you. It's just bringing in that awareness that you are different literally every day of the month. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love what you just said about that and then you have the next month. And so that Mm -hmm. makes us not, because I feel like with this whole, like we've always known this, It's Mm -hmm. just that society, whatever, made us feel a little bit crazy for it because it was called unpredictable and it's not unpredictable. It's actually very predictable, maybe more so than anything else. Yes. (laughs) You know, like who knows? Yes. I was going to say, I just find when people lean into it, they become more powerful. They become more confident. They find more power in what they're doing. They make a greater impact. I feel like they do it with more ease. They feel more balanced. Like it literally what was once coined as something that was negative, shameful, like your moody time, like this negative connotation around it that we keep hidden. When women actually start to lean into it and embrace it, it becomes like your superpower. And I think you believe that like when you're outside of your cycle, you still have somewhat of a cycle that you can, yeah. whatever. I mean, it's not like believe it's probably science, but like, yeah. you tell me a little bit about anyone who's not cycling, whether they're pregnant or just finish their cycle or for whatever reason, it's not like a natural cycle, but how they can glean from all this. Yeah. If your hormones are not cycling like they are, you may not feel the natural rise and fall like estrogen, progesterone, because it may not be what's happening, right? Whether you're pregnant, breastfeeding, postmenopausal, menopausal, like any of that type of thing, birth control, you're not going to have the same estrogen progesterone shifts. So it may not look exactly the same or like feel exactly the same. 
the thing that I've learned is like our bodies are super smart and they learn to adapt to the habits that we're giving them, which is, I also have some theories as to like part of that 24 hour rhythm might be contributing to some irregularities in people's cycles, but that's a whole nother game changer conversation, but (laughs) that you may not have that, but your body is smart and it learns to adapt to the things that you give it. So like you had kind of mentioned at the beginning, following the moon or following some other way of these four phases and starting to just integrate them into your life and be like, you know what, I may not feel 100% like I needed to rest and recharge right now, but this is that week I've dedicated to that. So I'm going to focus in on that and do that. And so you kind of start doing that and you almost train your body. This is the way we're going to live. And it's kind of like, you know, if you started a new diet routine or if you try to wake up early in the morning, you know, the first little bit, your body's like, I'm hungry, I need to eat, or I'm tired, I don't want to get up out of bed. You do that long enough, your body starts to wake up at five o'clock every morning, just on natural. Like you don't have to force yourself. The alarm doesn't need to go off. It's not like dragging out of the morning. Your body learns that new rhythm. And so it's almost like we just train our bodies. Like this is the new rhythm. And what I find is that when women do do that, they feel so much more balanced. It feels so much better. So whereas before, it may not be the hormones that's guiding it and the thing that's driving the flow and the rhythm, when they create that rhythm externally, the body starts to lean into it. And it's like, oh, this is how we were supposed to function. This feels better. I got this. And then they can take it from there. So my recommendation, like you talked about at the beginning, is usually the moon because it does follow a similar 28-day cycle. But it doesn't have to be if that's not what feels good to you. I know for me, when I was postpartum, I could feel that luteal phase. I felt super irritable, super moody, like clockwork. And so I just took that phase and started to impose the rest of the phases after that and then just kind of used that rhythm. So it didn't match to the moon. It matched to my own. But I kind of took that one week of feeling this way and then kind of not forced. That's the wrong word, but kind of like imposed the rest of the phase. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's interesting because like the thing... We talk a lot about planning around here, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. And one of the like one of the ways that I've noticed of like stepping out of the masculine and into the feminine and planning is like just detaching from all the meaning that we put around the dates mm-hmm. and the days of yeah. the week because we put so much meaning. And the second you're like you know in any cycle, you realize that like it doesn't map to that. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like on the first you're ready to start and on the yeah. You know, so the reason that I love the moon when you're not in the cycle is because it like takes you out of that date thing, which I think some of us just need to free ourselves from because it's become just this like strong messaging in our heads. A hundred percent. Like my clients oftentimes have a hard time transitioning initially to like setting New Year's goals, setting new month's goals. Like when the end of the month comes, they like shift over and it's like, you can do that if that still works for you and you feel good about it. But your first month, like when you plan your month, it may be like August 14th, it may not be at the first of the month. And that's okay, too. Yeah. And I think that especially if you find that like power time when like, Mm -hmm. you're connected to your intuition, and like, you're wanting something new, which I think it's all like very natural inclinations within us. And there's times when we don't want that, right? There's times where we're like, we just want to like marinate or sleep or whatever. And so it's just like, if we can capture when our body is naturally wanting that. It's so powerful. Yes. So much. Oh my gosh. I love everything about this. So tell everyone where they can find you and follow you because I'm sure you have strategies all the time. Yes. Well, so my podcast is The Cycle Advantage where we talk all things about the cycle and kind of using it and leaning into it for our own advantage and the advantage of everybody. I don't think it's just for us, but that's a whole nother tension. On Instagram, it is just my first and last name. So Renee Fick over there 
the same for my website, Renee Fick. On TikTok, the same thing. Like you literally can search me almost anywhere as Renee Fick. And my kids joke that like with their classmates, they're like, mom, my whole class thinks you're famous. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're Googling me in class at school? Like stop, stop. <laughs> but anyway, just my first and last name everywhere. I do have a free cycle tracker that's a paper tracker if you want to kind of start tracking some of those feelings and feelings throughout the month. And otherwise, those are kind of my favorite places. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. it. Thank you. And we'll put all that in the show notes. And is there Perfect. anything I've missed? Any question that like, or no, I think we're good. We, yeah, I feel like yeah. we did a lot. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody has questions, I am always open to chatting and going deeper. So if there's something we didn't hit that people are like, I have this question, like feel free to reach out to either Mia or I, and we'll kind of field that awesome. answer and I would be happy to answer it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because change definitely comes from action. And sometimes action feels really hard. So we want to make it way easier for you. So here's the deal. We can be kind to ourselves and take action. Everything we talked about today really proves this, right? Another way that we can be kind to ourselves when taking action is actually make the action doable. Often when we want big change, we put years worth of work into a today to-do list and I would like to argue that this stops some of us in our tracks and causes us not to take any action. So when we start to focus on the little things, we start to make it doable, you start to see the compound effects of that and it feels so good. So we always choose three in every conversation we have so that you can choose one and really weave it into your week your life, what's going on, make it yours. So at the end of the week, you can then move on to the next one. Okay, here are three ideas for my conversation with Renee. Number one, tune into your body. Working with your cycle starts with noticing your cycle. You can use tools to track your basal body temperature. I am super curious about that one, by the way. But you can also simply ask yourself some questions. How am I feeling today? What's actually happening in my body? What does my body need today? Keep it short and simple. Again, you're just noticing, you're tuning in. All right, doable change number two. Create space around your period or possibly just the low energy part of your cycle once you've started to inquire and get and know when that is if you're outside of the time that you're having a period. So for this part of your cycle, the low energy part or the bleeding part, you're going to just create so much space for yourself. Take a social media break to cut the noise, right? Rest more, get out into nature, do things that help you recharge. All right. So this would be your doable change if this week, if you're in that phase, probably. And if not, you can tune into your body one week and do this another week. All right. The third one is cycle sync your workouts. What if you didn't do the same workout all through the month, right? Often we're taught that every day is the same and we should work out hard every day. Many of us come from this model. And so the idea that days are different is very different to us. 
So maybe it's just you try adapting the intensity to your cycle. So for example, you could sleep in and maybe do an easier version of yoga during your period or your lower energy phases or higher intensity later in your cycle or during your high energy phases, right? So see what happens if you make changes that reflect how your body feels. Now, of course, usually we have to have started with the tune into your body's part, but if you're super aware, you could start doing this now. And this one is so powerful, I find, Um, especially sometimes for women who are outside of our actual menstrual cycle. I have noticed that I'm not outside of my mental, so I shouldn't say I've noticed in my own experience, but I've noticed with clients that sinking to energy is so helpful in this phase as well. All right, you all, that's what we've got. Those are our doable changes. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.